0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Katie F., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, April 1, 2015. Today we are reading from the Big Book, Chapter 5, and we are at page 66, paragraph 1. Today's readers are Karen M., Julie R., and Deborah S. The reference number for Tuesday, March 31st, is 7436. Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practices of 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Virginia C. to read the 12 steps. Please press star one to unmute. Good morning. This is Virginia C., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in New York. Number one. Ourselves and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked Him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other compulsive overeaters and to
2: practice these
0: principles in all of our affairs. Thank you for allowing me to serve. Thank you, Virginia. I will now ask Nancy S. to read the 12 Traditions. Press star 1 to unmute.
3: Thank you. Good morning, everybody.
0: This is Nancy S. from Wisconsin a recovering compulsive
3: overeater, the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thank you for letting me do this service in my past.
0: Thank you, Nancy. How our meeting works. I will ask Karen M. to begin reading.
4: Yes, good morning, Katie, Um, and good morning meeting. Uh, This is Karen M. Um, It is plain that a life which includes deep resentment leads only to futility and unhappiness. To the precise extent that we permit these, do we squander the hours that might have been worthwhile? But with the alcoholic whose hope is the maintenance and growth of a spiritual experience, this business of resentment is infinitely grave. We found that it is fatal, for when harboring such feelings, we shut ourselves off from the sunlight of the spirit. The insanity of alcohol returns and we drink again. And with us, to drink is to die. So the word I want to focus on is harboring. And I looked it up and it says, to conceal, to give a place to hide, to entertain in the mind, indulge evil feelings, a harbor. Um, and with me, um, it starts with a little, uh, someone I hurts my feelings and I have a little resentment toward them and it gives me a feeling of one up. I feel one up on them and it gives me pleasure so i entertain it more and it starts to grow and it's starting to take more more space than it did before and then it's growing more and then it's growing more and i loved yesterday's reading someone read something that i wrote down word for word on the moment i start to resent some, the person he be, i become his slave and it it illuminates once thing after another where i carry him till the final at the end he's with me every moment of the day and every moment of the night and so that is the cost of of that and i want to be diligent in looking for those resentments because i don't want to share that space anymore with anyone so
0: with that i pass thank you thank you so much karen M. and who else would like to share in this paragraph
5: Hi
0: Janice Veronica. M. Veronica, i like to share. Janice M and was that Monica or Veronica? Veronica B. Okay, Veronica. And B. And Sally. Okay. Go ahead. we'll have Janice M, Veronica B, and Sally A. Well good morning to Go you,
1: Katie. Yes, good morning and good morning to everyone. My name is Janice M and I'm a grateful recovered compulsive overeater. Um, with this paragraph, um, the squandering the hours, because that's what I used to do, you know, here, there, and everywhere. You know, I was always going down, 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 not, not accomplishing anything. But it says here, with, the, with an alcoholic, with a compulsive overeater like me, the purpose of me in this recovery program is to grow. To grow how? To get closer and closer and have a better relationship with my higher power. Now, when I'm holding on to resentments, there's no growth at all towards my higher power. The resentment grows. So <laughs> I'm going. I'm 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 living the opposite way. I'm either living with the growth of resentment that gets worse, or living with the growth of a spiritual experience by you know applying this fourth step, so I can make room for that for the sunlight of the spirit. So I'm either going downhill or I'm going to be going uphill. Resentments bring me down, 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 down. And then, of course, even downer because it will give me justification and rationalization to pick up that bite. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Janice. I'm Veronica B.
5: Yes, thank you for your service. And I'm Veronica, a recovering compulsive overeater. And I really appreciate this uh, pe- this uh, paragraph here because it's saying a lot, actually, how they're letting us know, and it letting me know all the more this imperative that I don't hold on to resentments, that I let them go, and that I forgive, and and all that. Let you know, um, resolve issues, make amends, or whatever it takes to get that out of my system as it were, well because I realize that if it's not dealt with, it'll set up bitterness and hatred and all kinds of things, which really robs you of your life. It, it says it, uh, it uh, diminishes, what it says, it causes you to drink again or eat again, and um, it uh, diminishes you from the sunlight of the spirit, it blocks the sunlight of the spirit. Uh, shut yourself off from that so the point is, is that it's imperative that I make amends and all and, and let go of resentment because it's someone now who had hurt me deeply as it were and I trusted that person to an extent and uh, had did a lot of service work for that person's ministry but the way they had treated me you know was very painful and unprofessional but it's imperative that I let this go and I intend to call them and make amends on my part, you know, uh, say if, if there's anything I've done to you or whatever, I apologize and let them know, you know, I forgive them and I love them and all that just to clear the slate because I definitely don't want to hold on to any resentments or have any ill feelings towards them whatsoever because, that's not my nature, and that's not me, you know, and I don't want to do that because I know that could only cause me to turn back to compulsively overeating and, and robbing me of, they said the sunlight of the spirit, but blocking God from moving in my life in a uh, profound way like he has been anyway. And so uh, I don't want to cheat myself, and I don't want to allow nobody else to control me neither because when you don't forgive and release that person to God. You're actually allowing that person to control you, how you feel, and all these other things, and how you relate to others as well as yourself. But anyway, and God, too. But anyway, that's all I have to say. I pass.
0: Thank you so much.
5: Sally A., you're
0: up. Thank you, Katie. Good morning, vision for you at Sally A. in South Jersey, Recovered Compulsive overeater. Eater. And um, I was really just want to piggyback on what was just said, um, because that was my thought as well. I was thinking about how for a long time I was thinking in my very sick mind, my sick thinking, that I was controlling the food um, by buying these pre-portioned amounts, you know, like the, um, the single-served Klondike bars or the 100-calorie cookie bags. And I was controlling the sugar. It was one of my last attempts at controlling the sugar. And the reason why I bring that up is that I also thought that I was controlling other people by holding on to a leash of resentment, that I wasn't going to let them go. I wasn't letting them off the hook. I and I, I, this was one of my father's favorites. He'd say, you can forgive, but never forget. And that's what I was doing. I was forgiving people all the time, but I was never going to forget what you did to me because I didn't want you to do it again to me because I didn't want to be stupid and forget what you did to me. And so this word harboring such feelings, you know, the word harboring to give home or shelter for protection, that was me. I was giving you All these people that I resented, I was giving them a place. I was giving them a free place to live in my head. I let their, their, the memory of what they did was like marbles rolling around and constantly tripping me back into the food. But I wasn't going to let it go because I was going to control you somehow. I was going to hold on to a leash and never let you forget, never let me forget, and never let you forget what you did, and that was my sixth form of controlling, and that is what a resentment really is, that re-feeling, re-feel, re-remember, re-remember, and you think that you're controlling because you're not letting that person off the hook, but the truth is, you're not letting yourself off the hook, and so for me, when I laid down all of my resentments and made a decision, I'm not only going to forgive all these people, but I'm going to finally, once and for all, forget let it go. Let it go. Let go of the resentments. I could finally be free. Thanks for letting me share with that I passed. Thank you, Sally. Who else would like to share on this paragraph?
6: Jason.
7: This is Paula Paula D. May I share? Liz S. Paula D. Oh, Liz
0: Yes, I got, okay, I have Jason, Paula D, and Liz, what was your initial? S. S is in Sally? Yes. Okay. And Vasa O. Okay, let's go with those. Jason, Paula, Liz, Vasa.
8: Hello, good morning, fellow visionaries. This is Jason P., a Grateful Recovered compulsive overeater from Vermont. And, uh, boy, can I relate to this paragraph? My life used to be pretty much one big walking resentment. I mean, from the minute I woke up in the morning until the time I went to bed, I I was resentful at everyone in my family. I was resentful towards my clients, my coworkers, um, you know, everybody in my life, uh, my friends and, um, Basically, for my entire life, I was a garden variety addict. I was, you know, not only addicted to food, but I I had all different types of addictions. And, uh, you know, after working these steps and really coming to terms with the depth and weight of my resentments and all of the ways that my resentments have impacted my life and then going through this process of taking a thorough inventory, Um, you know, working the steps thoroughly. Last year, I worked the steps thoroughly in two different programs and in OA with a a recovered sponsor from this program and also from another uh, sponsor from another program. You know, going through that detailing process, um, I realized how much my life was just had been filled with such futility and unhappiness. And, um, you know, so, so this paragraph just resonates so deeply for me I squandered so much of my life that would have been other that was uh, you know otherwise would have had meaning and purpose you know so having worked through this process now it's like my day from the minute I wake up until the minute I go to bed is, is filled with joy and happiness and peace and love you know before calling in here this morning I, I just meditated and, and prayed and journaled for for about an hour which is my daily morning practice and, uh, you, you know, so, so to transition from this place of just such um, deep resentment and hatred and, you know, just an, an intense level of character defects just blossoming from, from within me all the time to have this incredible joy, you know, by, by acknowledging these resentments and working through them has just been an utter and complete miracle. So I'm just so grateful for this program and for everybody on this line who has been just amazingly instrumental. You know, this, this program and uh, this particular call has really helped me to work through this, not only for my food addiction, but for, for all of my addictions and for, you know, helping me to do that deepest healing work that needed to be done. Um, I didn't even realize how resentful I was until I, I really went through this process. So, um, so it's a really powerful process. And, you know, my message to newcomers is to just do whatever it takes to carve out the time. You know, we're, we're all busy. I, I have so many life responsibilities and, you know, it, it was really hard for me to carve out the time to do it. But now it's like now that I carve out the time, it's like everything in my life is easy. It, it all just flows. I, I have, you know, I'm, my financially, uh, my life is on a whole new level and uh, on all levels in my life my family relationships my work relationships everything so um you know thank you for allowing me to share and with that i do pass
0: thank you so much jason paula d star one
9: to unmute please paula
7: Again, Katie, thank you very much for this opportunity. Okay, here I am, and there you are, and here we are um I am Paula D today. I am a compulsive reader, recovered as I look at these words and I live them over and over. It is plain that a life which includes deep resentment. And I'm reading them verbatim leads only to fertility and unhappiness to the precise extent would we permit these do we squander
9: i mean just Oops, we lost you, star one. Okay. Um
0: how about Liz S. Why don't you go ahead and then if Paula comes back we'll we'll have her come back on after you, Liz S. Please press star one to unmute. Hi, it's Liz S. from New Hampshire and uh this is one of the most important paragraphs to me, having gone through the process and um the the the, the lines which really resonate are um with the alcoholic whose hope is the maintenance and growth of the spiritual experience experience the business of resentment is infinitely grave. we found that it is fatal. And, um, you know, the last line for me is, is what really reminds me just how important it is with us to drink or to die, for me to eat is to die. And, you know, Bill really uses very strong language in this
10: paragraph.
0: And, uh, you know, when I when I now have a resentment, I've got to pick up the phone and get on the line with somebody and, you know, do a 10-step a, a because what I find now is that I feel just how grave it is. I feel just how, you know, how much it's pulling me away from God, which is what I choose to call my higher power, and toward the food. I mean, I no longer can live in resentment, which I did most of the time that I was eating. I was an angry, you know, angry, full of resentment all the time. And now... Um, it's not tolerable anymore. And I take this very, very seriously. This paragraph to me is essential, um, that I pay attention to it. It is infinitely great. It is fatal for me to walk around full of anger or angry at someone for very long. I've got to get rid of it somehow. And I I greatly appreciate the language he uses and the way that they talk about resentment they are dangerous. They're dangerous to my my recovery, but they're also dangerous to my relationship with my higher power because they run completely, they're a complete contradiction to living the um, in, in the way that my higher power wants me to live. And uh, so I can't forget the importance of getting rid of resentment as soon as they crop up. And turning them over to someone else and being free of them so that I can live in the sunlight of the spirit with that attachment.
9: Thank you. And Paula D., are you back with us? OK, let's move on to Vasa
0: O.
7: Hello? I, hi, Hello. this is Paula D.
0: OK, you want to uh, share, please?
7: Uh, Is this Paula D? I'm getting a little confused here. You are Paula D. (laughs) Okay. I am. Thank you. (laughs) I just want. (laughs) I don't know where it left off, but I'll just, you know, I'm just going to close it up here. And, and you know, sometimes interruptions are really good because they bring you back to, and I'm just going to close it out because I'm not sure, but here I am. And it says, and I'll end it here for wind harboring. Harboring is a safe place. I kept them safe. You kept your resentment safe, yeah. Such feelings. We shut ourselves off from the sunlight of the spirit. And I was sharing that. You know when a cloud comes over and you feel it. I know also when I feel the sunlight of the spirit. And I know when it's not present. The insanity of alcoholic returns and we drink again. They don't tell lies. It's the truth. And with us to drink is to die in more ways than one. We talked about the grave. Thank you for allowing me to share. And with that, I do pass. Okay. Thank you so much,
0: Paula. Uh, Vasa O, your turn.
6: Thank you, Katie. Good morning, everybody. And thank you, Katie, for your service. And I am Vasa O, Recover Compulsive Ovita, grateful to a compulsive Ovita, calling from Florida. And resentments harboring, you know. Um, I didn't have a lot of resentment, but I sure remember nursing them. So resentment kept me stuck into my misery and unhappiness. And again, as I said, harboring to nurse. It's like me, like grazing on the food all day long. Harboring resentment robbed me from my energy, from my peace, from my serenity. So, I needed God to relieve me from the obsession of the food and the obsession of the resenting resenting certain people that caused me a lot of pain and suffering in my life. Those people didn't even know I resented them because I never told them how angry I was, or you know I was afraid to tell them because I didn't want them to be mad at me or retaliate back, retaliate back. So I'm just so grateful that, you know, I was being able, I, was, I could do the process and put all the resentments down, all the people that I was resentful and angry at and the causes and the effects, you know. And it really blocked my sunlight, the spirit of the sunlight, as it says here. I didn't want to eat. I didn't want to die. So I was ready to go to the next step, you know, putting them down, and, uh, and asking for God to lift them, to relieve me. And, you know, and it happened gradually with some of them. It happened quicker with some of them. Even after I did the process, I was still nursing them, thinking about it. So God it was, was in control in that area with that, too. The deeper the resentment was, the longer it took for me to let it go. So, thank you for letting me share, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Vasa. Is there anyone else who would like to um, share on this before we move on?
11: Leia, Lisa, M. Leia. Yes,
12: Leia.
0: Okay, Lisa, M. Leia, Lisa M, Sarah W. Okay, go, Leia.
12: Hi,
11: good morning. Thank Thank you so much. My name is Leah S. from Brooklyn, New York, Recovering Compulsive Overeater. Um, What is the difference between trigger and resentment? Uh, Those two had significant um, pointers in my life. There were certain people, certain actions that really, really triggered me and i realized i made the connection that my goodness once i get upset i automatically look at that pantry i automatically look where i'm not supposed to or think about what i'm not 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 supposed to but it it brings on to me my character defects it brings out what is not right in within me, what does not align me with the spirit of, of of the sunlight, and it was so significant when once I did these two connections, that I said that I said, you know what, God, I can't afford, I can't afford these resentments, and I'm gonna do whatever this book, big book tells me to so that I can be free. I can literally feel, feel free. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Leah. And Lisa, your turn. Hi.
10: Thank you, everyone. My name is Lisa M. And I'm a compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. And, um, you know, I was one of those people that, Uh, Somebody said it earlier, a walking um, resentment. I, you know, hated everything, everything, everywhere, and, you know, some of them made me feel powerful and some of them made me really sad. And, and, you know, and when I did this four step and I was writing them down and I had like over a hundred of them, I had no idea how, how. They were controlling me. I mean, you know, how can somebody live with all that stuff in their head all the time? And some of them were like completely ridiculous. And there
13: were movie
10: stars that I had resentment towards. And there were people who were dead and gone that I was still mad at. And, and, you know, and I I heard on a, a lecture one time, and I related to it so much that, you know, I may, a resentment may have started because something I did. Like, I was late to work one day, and my boss, you know, was yelling at me, and, you know, and it was actually my fault, and, you know, I kept, you know, replaying it over and over in my head, and pretty soon, you know, what she did was worse than I did, and pretty soon what she did was really bad, and pretty soon I did absolutely nothing, and it was all this person's fault, you know, and it can really turn into some twisted,
9: way of thinking that,
10: you know, I just didn't know how to get out of it. And, you know, when I did finally get to this process and was getting help to get out of these resentments, it was with God. There was no other way I would have been able to do it. It was was a part of me that I didn't know how to get rid of it, and it wasn't until I let God into my life let another person into my life to help me that I was able to release a lot of it and, and and know how to release them when they come up. So I'm really grateful for this program and I'm grateful for everyone who has helped me and thank through in the past.
0: Thank you, Lisa M. Sarah W., your turn.
14: Thank you, Katie, for your service. Good morning, everyone. My name is Sarah W. Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Um, you know, these things still do crop up. Um, Uh, you know, you get recovered and and some people think, wow, you know, you get beyond this, and they do come up. And, you know, on page 125, I'm going a little ahead, but I just want to bring out the sentence, we alcoholics are sensitive people. Uh, You know, we compulsive overeaters really are sensitive people. And, um, you know, it tells me in the book, and I believe it to be true, it's been my experience, that I am a person that is selfish and self-centered and that is the root of my problems. So I just want to deliver a little story here. You know, I I attend a a meeting from another um, program. Uh, It's my home group meeting for that particular program and there's a particular woman that does not like me and um, she never makes eye contact with me. She always seems very angry with me and it It brings me back to a place of my childhood. Uh, But what I do today, instead of looking at it as she doesn't like me, is how can I be kind? So I know she was sick last week. She was congregated around by about three other women last night. And instead of saying, you know, I'm going to avoid her, she hates me, I said to her, "Uh, are you feeling better Without looking at me, she said yes. She didn't choose to have any conversation. But these are the things that we do. We do the next right thing. I don't say that to look good to anybody. I say that because this is my life now. I've made a pact with God that I'm going to try to do God's will and that it's not all about me anymore and that I can be a kind and loving person because love and tolerance is my code today. So I thank you all for being here. I'm very grateful for my sobriety, for my abstinence, and for all that you you have done on this meeting for me. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you
0: so much, Sarah. Now I will ask Julie R. to please read the next paragraph.
2: Hi, this is Julie R, recovered compulsive overeater in California. If we were to live, we had to be free of anger the grouch and the brainstorm were not for us. They may be the dubious luxury of normal men, but for alcoholics, these things are poison. You know, when um, I first came to OA, I just wanted to lose weight. You know, I didn't want to look at anything that might be my issue, but it took several, several, several years for me to, to get this. And, you know, when I see words that aren't commonly used Today, I always go back to my my AA Big Book um, Dictionary. And, you know, what it says about the grouch is one who is habitually irritable, grumbling, whining, sulking, or complaining. You know, that that was me. It it was like, oh, my gosh, you know, I I didn't realize that, but I always had somebody to be pissed off at. And then when it talks about, um, you know, the brainstorm, what is that? a sudden violent disturbance of the mind. And, you know, the paragraph before talks about how, how grave and how fatal it is to have these resentments. And and anger is one that I can go to right away. Before I became recovered, my, my husband used to tell me, not only do I stick the knife in, but I twist it. Um, my maiden name, you know, it's a joke because I come from a long line of angry people. Um, my maiden name is Swanger, and they would just say, It's anger. And because that was my protection just as well as my obesity was. And I got to see where that does not serve me. But yet I couldn't stop. I just, you know, I wanted to see what was wrong. And usually I didn't have to look at what possibly could be wrong with me. And so therefore, you know, the more I ate, the more I became resentful. The more I became resentful, the more I became angry. I mean, I was a walking time bomb, not just... The extra 150 pounds, but it was what was in my mind, and what I was—I was already calculating what you were going to say, so that I could have a comeback to knock you down. And even when I, you know, got abstinence a couple of times and lost the weight, I was thin, but I was still angry because I hadn't got that concept that you know this is about me. This is about me having a, a change, uh, a spiritual experience. And you know, for today, thank God. My anger, my resentments are dealt with on a daily basis by doing my multiple 10 steps. And let me tell you, sometimes I do two, three, four of them a day. And because I can't live with this anger anymore. I cannot live with trying to find out what's wrong with you so that I can look better. Because I will return with the food quicker than I can snap my fingers. And I, you know, I don't know if I can come back again from a relapse. And I don't want to take that chance, so I will do whatever it takes to be free of anger because I was so entwined with that. I was raised with never trust anybody, do it yourself, jump on it before they can, take what you want, take life by the you know the balls and all that kind of stuff. But for today, what is God's will today? Guide me, show me what to do, and restraint of tongue. And I could only have done this by going through the steps, living in 10, 11, and 12, having a sponsor, weighing and measuring for me my food, and you know, be, going to big book meetings like this that take this book and make makes it come alive. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And I'd like to share on this before I open it up. Um, it's such a little tiny paragraph, and yet it is... Okay, Charles, after I'm done, then it'll be you. If we were to live, we had to be free of anger. The grouch and the brainstorm were not for us. They may be the dubious luxury of normal man. And so, you know, there's things in my life that I can easily call up, you know, several people and keep going over it. And there's lots of reasons that I can justify why I should be angry at that person how they wronged me, how awful it was, you know, whatever. Go back to my childhood. Go back to, you know, this decade, that decade, whatever you want. I can find people who will help me nurse that wound, nurse that resentment. But that is the dubious luxury of normal men. I cannot live in that place. I have to find a way to take action and trust my higher power to um, move ahead. And, you know, it took me a long time to understand that. And I still have to go back to that on a daily basis. Do I want to live in resentment, anger, and bitterness? Or do I want to live happy, joyous, and free? That is my option every morning when I wake up. Thank you, God, I don't wake up with a food hangover. But each day I do have to get on my knees and say, Thy will, not mine, be done. Please help me to let go of anything that's hanging over from yesterday and move on to a new day. And I'm so grateful that we have this uh, way of life that teaches us how to do that. So with that, I'll pass. And Charles H., um, if you want to share, but first let's see who else would like to want... share. Matt,
12: Renata.
13: Matt, Matt M. M. Matt M. Matt
0: M. Matt M. Renata. Leia. Okay. Leia M. Okay, that's good. Um, so let's have Charles H., Matt M, Renata, and Leah M.
15: Thank you. Good morning. It's Charles H. And I apologize for going in. I was, it, this right here is so juicy that I, it was like you know it, it felt like binge food. Like I had to I had to bite into this right quick. So I apologize ahead of time uh, for jumping in. But you know it says if we are to live, we must be free of anger. So that means if I'm in anger, I'm not living. I'm dead. That that's what that means to me. And the you, first of all, before I even say something about the grouch, cause I'm about to touch on Sesame Street, the Oscar of the Garbage Man, the grouch. I'm going to touch on that in a second. But, you know, resentment is a strange type of anger. Resentment is a strange type of stress. It's like something in my brain is punching me in my skull every five seconds. Depending on how... You know, you know I, I come to pro. It's like every every five seconds something's punching me. That anger, it's just over and over, right? So, like, um, and that's kind of living, man. That ain't living. So, to me, this reminds me, like, if I'm stressed, right? Stress spelled backwards is. Oh, I know I'm freaking good right now, but uh, nah, but the grouch, I'm still the garbage man. You ever seen his his, his uh his, his um his eyebrows was never straight, always facing down. He was always tight, and he was living in a garbage can. Don't treat your body like a garbage can. Don't treat your stomach like a garbage can. You know, it, resentment is too expensive for people folk like us. You know, and I hear folks saying it, 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 it meetings. You know, I had a little resentment. Yeah. Every time I used to tell my sponsor, he's like, "Yeah, all right, you Ain't no First of all, ain't nothing little about you. And it ain't no such thing as a little resentment. I hate you a little bit. No, I hate you. I love you a little bit. No, I love you. Today. That's the transformation. That's the psychic change. The entire psychic change that the doctor was talking about is coming to life right now. If I if I need to live. I, I must, that's one of the 81 months of the first 150, I must be free of anger, so the big book, that sentence right there is telling me that if I am full of anger and resentment, I'm not living, I'm spiritually dead, spiritually sick, I need, I need it, I need every one of you guys, I need every newcomer, I need that person that got me tight at the right time to be in my life right now to show me where I could go, I could be I could be cellmates or garbage mates with Oscar the Garbage Man with that on my pad. Thanks for allowing me to share. Thank you. Matt M., your turn.
16: Hi, good morning, everyone. This is Matt M., a compulsive over ear from New Jersey on the East Coast. It's a very small paragraph, but it's a very big um, thing there that I have to realize for myself. Um, the graphs from the brainstorm were not for us, you know. Anger is a normal emotion for everybody, but I know for myself I can't stay in it very long. Um, like right now, I'm kind of I have a lot of fear and and, and I do have some anger underneath the anger and fear. I'm doing my fifth step this morning in two hours with my sponsor, and I'm um, I'm afraid. I'm not gonna lie. There's a lot of things I don't want to tell them. I don't want to tell him, but I realize you know I did the really hardest resentments I wrote down on paper first, so I would have the willingness because. Other times when in the past when i 've tried to did a fourth step i 've always stalled out and I stopped doing it, and I went back into relapse. What I want to do differently this time is to move forward with this, no matter how painful it is, and at the same time I, in my life right now i 'm going through a major upheaval at the same time i 'm doing my fourth step and fifth step, so it 's kind of like you know i 'm being really challenged, and you know what they say god doesn 't give you patience; he gives you things in your life that make you give patience I'll give you the opportunity to be patient and uh I don't want to move. I have to move because it's what I need to do for myself right now to move forward. And uh, it's amazing all the anger and feelings that are coming up from that. i uh, back. Uh, yesterday I was just bawling my eyes out for just. I just got hit by feelings like I would not. I could not believe. And I thought to myself, "Is this wrong? Am I am I supposed to be feeling this way?" And my sponsor said, uh, "Yeah, Matt. Um, this is normal. You know, they're called feelings, and you got here. Welcome to feelings. They're used. Got to get used to them." And that's right, I have to just feel these feelings because every time I used to have feelings like this, I was numb, I numb myself out. Basically, I was dead from the neck up. And um, I was basically just the the walking dead, walking around life, just like reacting to life rather rather than acting on it, you know. Uh, Basically being angry at the rest of the world because my needs weren't getting met. I expected the world and everything else to give me what I wanted when I wanted it. And I was a living, breathing testament to what this disease's power had over me. I didn't care about anything else but what I can get right in front of me right that moment. Forget planning for the future. I just wanted what was right there in front of me. And um, I really was. just. I, I thought, and, and the rest of the world, I thought I was showing the rest of the world a happy, go-lucky go kind of person who was a happy, fat guy. But inside, man, I hated everybody. I was so rageful. I I mean, as of said, it was never little resentments. They were always big resentments. Resentments were never little. They never are with me. Either, either it's everything, it's all or nothing. And I'm starting to realize either I want recovery or I don't want recovery. And I just for today, I do want it because that's why I scheduled a fifth step with my sponsor. And I'm doing it today, regardless of what I'm feeling. I'm just going to take each thing as it comes and fit myself to it. You know, I never thought I'd be somebody who would able to do this because I never was a person who followed directions very easily or very well. But just for today, i wanted to be guided. I said to my higher power, just give me the opportunity to do this for myself. Grateful that I have the opportunity to move forward in my recovery, but that'll pass. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you, Matt Ammon. Good job taking that action. Uh, Renata, your turn.
16: Thank
17: you, Katie. Good morning, everyone. This is Renata G. Grateful, recovered compulsive reader in New York. If we were to live, we had to be free of anger. The grouch and the brainstorm were not for us. They may be the dubious luxury of normal men, but for alcoholics, these things are poison. And I take this paragraph very, very seriously. You know, I I know I cannot afford to to have resentment. And, um, you know, today, you know, having gone through the steps, I do my step 10s when I do have resentments. But, you know, resentments were the things that made me go to the food, that made me eat. So I know... I cannot afford to have them. And uh, some resentments are lifted very easily. You know, when I did this inventory, a lot of resentments just, you know, they're gone just by doing, you know, the inventory, even like before going on step five. But some other resentments are hard to, to let go of. And so I wanted to read something, you know, one of the stories in the back of the book on page 552, Uh, the story freedom from bondage it says if you have a resentment you want to be free of if you will pray for the person or the thing that you resent you will be free if you ask in prayer for everything you want for yourself to be given them you will be free ask for their health their prosperity their happiness and you'll be free even when you don't really want it for them and your prayers are only words and you don't mean it, go ahead and do it anyway. Do it every day for two weeks and you will find you have come to mean it and you want it for them. And you realize that where you used to feel bitterness and resentment and hatred, you now feel compassionate, understanding, and love. It worked for me then and it has worked for me many times since and it'll work for me every time I am willing to work it. Sometimes I have to ask first for the willingness, but it too always comes. And because it works for me, it'll work for all of us. Um, And you know, I use this prayer when I can't let go of a resentment very easily. So and it has always worked for me. And
9: with that I pass, thanks.
0: Thank you. Leah M., your turn.
18: Thanks so much, Katie F. Good morning, everybody. It's Leah M., recovered compulsive overeater. If we were to live, we had to be free of anger. You know, the step four inventory gave me the opportunity to take a close look, you know my attitudes and my outlook, my perspective, what was the view that I had, you know, on the world and on relationships and in particular, you know, these resentments um, that I had been living with. And, you know, step four, this first action step gave me the opportunity to find those things which was blocking me off from carrying out that decision that I just made in step three. So what a wonderful opportunity it was, you know. Once I was on this race, you know, this uh race for recovery what was shading me from the sunlight of the spirit? What was keeping me in the dark? You know, there were certain belief systems that I had in certain relationships that were like tentacles that were rooted in the very soil of my mind and had embedded themselves in the marrow of my bones, These were old resentments, and they had, over time, uh, not lessened, they had, progressed i might not have been able to articulate it because i was very good at numbing out you know through the course of my illness um but there were violent disturbances uh that had uh discolored my personality and given me very uh, violent twists and i was prone to raging and this self-centered thinking um you know, allowed this mentality of victimhood. I can't succeed because of so-and-so. I can't accomplish because of so-and-so. So I was getting a lot of energy from this victimhood. Victimhood gets its power from resentments, And of course, you know, it allowed for self-righteous indignation. It allowed me to, uh, you know, participate in characters, assassination. And it was a Great justification to binge my brains out. <laughs> and of course, all these you know, years I had been neglecting to look at my own role in their creation. Okay, something had happened to me way back in childhood. Why was I still using that? For for energy to self-destruct, you know, why was I not uh, taking responsibility for putting these resentments to sleep and setting myself up for yet more turmoil in my life? Step four gave me uh, a way to begin to be free because I did not realize the resentments I had, how deep they were, and how much they controlled and dominated my thinking until I got it down on paper and saw them in their entirety for the first time. Because the book taught me that to get over compulsive overeating was going to require a transformation of thought and attitudes. I needed a divine surgeon to please remove these cancers from me because I needed spiritual intervention. But there was some action and responsibility I had to take on my part. And step four was that first part of the inventory process. And thank God, you know, it led me to freedom. And with that, I pass thanks. Thank you, Leah. Um, We have
0: time for one more share. Who would like to take that spot? Joan R. Okay, Joan R., your turn.
12: Hi, my name is Joan R. from Oregon, and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive eater for this day. And um, I just love this word brainstorm because that was, that was my only thoughts before um working the twelve steps abstinent for the first time in my life sixty five years. So um I just wanted to share with, with the group that um, um brainstorm kept me stuck in my remorse. My my resentment was my remorse. I just um thought that I was you know, doo doo. I thought that um everything I did was wrong and um And everybody else was right. And that was my old way of thinking. And I do thank God, my higher power, for this program of recovery, this program of freedom, true freedom, this program of a new way of life that I tried 10,000 ways to give to myself. That was the other part of the brainstorm. So thank you guys for being here. Um, This is... Just passed one year um, sober, and um, God is now everything. And he gives me everything, and I am no longer nothing. So thanks for letting me share, and everyone have a blessed day.
0: Okay, thank you so much, Joan. Thank you to everyone who has shared today. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Devorah ask, please read a vision for you? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Press star 1 to unmute, please.
13: Hi excuse me. Hi, good morning everybody. This is Deborah S. in New Jersey, recovered compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.
0: Thank you so much, Devorah. Thank you to everyone who participated today, especially Virginia C. on the 12th steps, Nancy S., on the 12 Traditions, and Karen M., Julie R., and Deborah asked for reading the text. Will everyone press star one to unmute so we can say the serenity prayer together?